You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things wedding Hello from wherever you may be listening, in whatever time zone, whatever weather. I must say, I'm in London. You might hear my accent and go, oh, Australian, what is she doing there? Long story. But I am in London and I have been struggling with the UK winter. To be honest, it's been hardcore, the darkness, the cold, and spring has truly sprung where I am. You may be listening to this in the future. Just enjoy it. Don't worry about it. It's not really timely. I just wanted to say it's the sun that just gives me so much more energy and enthusiasm. So if you notice a little spring in my step, a little bit of a twinkle in my voice, that's what it is. I've had a bit of vitamin D, a touch of vitamin D. I feel a bit energized and I'm ready for summer. Now, if you're in Australia listening to this, you're going into winter. Good luck with all of that. Move on. I did um, <laughs> last week or on the weekend, actually, I went for a bit of a casual jog, a bit of a run. And I like to use my running time as sort of um, my learning time or my entertaining time. So I listen to my podcasts, as you probably heard me say before. That's the time where I go into my zone and I might listen to a This American Life episode and feel really inspired there by their amazing journalism or another website and uh, podcast I like to visit and listen to is um, it's called Social Media Marketing. Social Media Examiner is the the podcast and I was listening and learning all about my social media and I was running around my beautiful park that we have near our house and I was feeling a bit on myself. The sun was shining, I had a short sleeve on, my skin was seeing the, the sun for the first time in months. I've never been this white in my life and I'm jogging along and of course trip over my own feet and fall like a, a complete idiot and at the same time, scream out, shit. And of course, this happens right next to a young family. Uh, and I'm, an, I'm like the worst person on earth. I've fallen. I've sort of skidded along the path towards them while also swearing. Now, you, like, you know I like the swears. There's no doubt about it. But this time, I had to get up while also wincing and, uh, you know, having a handful of gravel and just apologize to this mother saying, I'm sorry for swearing around your child. I'm deeply embarrassed for falling and also trying to act cool like it didn't really hurt. I think we've all been there. And I just wanted to run away from this person. And I did with the gravel in my hands and my nice running pants with a hole in the knee, feeling like a bit of an idiot. So that's what I get for feeling on myself, for being out and running and going, aren't I amazing, for getting out and exercising and learning at the same time and then swearing in front of a two-year-old. And uh, that's where I'm at. I hope you're doing better than me at this current juncture. It is a Q&A episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. If you have a question that you would like answered or you would like me to bring a guest on to answer, I'm always up for suggestions, please contact me at savethedatepodcast.com. I haven't talked about the website very much recently and I just wanted to remind you that each episode I do a blog that is attached to the episode. So if I'm talking about something, I always link to it. I like to put up little quotes from guests and, uh, you know, if there's something that I talk about from Etsy or somewhere else, I link to it on the show notes blog. So do visit. If you are listening, perhaps you've gone right back to the very first episode, which I absolutely encourage you to do, fellow listeners. If you are going back, you can just click down to the bottom of the page and it says older episodes or older posts and you can go back to the get-go, year one, episode one. 
Go crazy, live dangerously. Hey, I wanted to thank a couple of my lovely listeners. Um, Flushing Bride, her Twitter handle is at Flushing B. She messaged me. Well, she posted on, a, you know, not a, not privately, as a public forum. Thank you. She says, your wedding podcast actually made me look forward to my commute. Love this morning's Spanks versus Small episode. Loving it. Thank you so much. That was with New Bride. We did talk about our smalls. Our undies, as they might say in the UK. I don't know, your underwear, your pants, whatever. So we're saying we had a bit of a laugh talking about what we would prefer to wear if you had sexy spanks. Or, um, or, or not even sexy spanks, just spanks, really. Can we be have sexy spanks? This is the question we asked. I'm still a bit, I'm still a bit, uh, un, unsure about that. Hey, Just Tales at Just Tales tweeted me saying, laughing on the walk home from work with people staring. Oops. Well, at least you didn't fall in front of a two year old and ruin someone's childhood. Uh, thank you so much for tweeting me. I really appreciate it. At Shoreditch Celeb. Celeb. She's a London celebrant is who she is. Amazing. She says, really enjoying Save the Date PC. Very informative and fun. Well, thank you so much for that coming from a wedding professional. I very much appreciate it. Shall we get to the Q&As, the answers to your questions? I do believe we shall. For today's show notes, discount links and more, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Terrific. Welcome back. Now, I am always encouraging people to get in touch. I didn't forget to mention just then, if you want to tweet me, if you haven't followed me on the Twitter, my handle is at SaveTheDatePC, as in politically correct, which is what I am not. The Facebook group is also thriving, and I love to see members not including me, which is absolutely fine, writing to each other asking questions as well. It's a really lovely community. It's turned into a bit of a wedding planning forum. I think that is fantastic. If you haven't followed yet, please do. It's uh, facebook.com slash save the date podcast. Couldn't be any easier. My first question today comes from a lovely listener called Isabel. Now, she wrote to me uh, via the email and she says, Alicia, I absolutely love you and the show. I want you to come to my wedding and have fun dancing with us. Isabel, that just completely lit up my day when I read that. If you haven't heard me talk about my love of dancing, especially just rocking out at weddings, well, you should listen to the podcast more because I do mention a lot. Now, Isabel says, for a period, most of my 20s, I never really wanted to marry because of the tradition of marriage and the fact that this is now a romantic ceremony is now based on trading women as property. I've been struggling with how to make my wedding different and it's a lot harder than I thought because in being different, it's hard to create real meaning versus just rebellion. Okay, this is the first part of Isabel's email and can I just say, and I I did write back to Isabel, I try and personally write back to all of you when you write to me as well as, as using your wonderful questions and comments on on the 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 podcast as well but I did say to Isabel this is something I really struggled with as well I feel like I am not I feel I am a really independent person and I sometimes look at the traditions and the way that the wedding industry as a whole is to be quite well cookie cutter and patriarchal you know, not every woman wants to be walked down the aisle by her father. And I, I get the the old 
the old school sort of tradition and belief behind, you know, you basically being given away by saying now you are the property of this man or woman. And I know a lot of people listening do not believe that you are your own woman, you are your own man, you're not being given away literally by your father. But a lot of people also look at that and still say that's pretty hokey and old school. I will walk myself down that aisle or I won't have an aisle at all or I'll appear with my husband or wife to be and we'll walk in together. I think these new traditions that are appearing in our current day and age are pretty amazing and are pretty fantastic, especially if you do want to step away perhaps from that traditional sense of getting married because it's a religious thing or getting married because this is how it's always been done. So Isabel, I totally read your email and felt a connection to it because I know when we were planning our wedding, I sort of struggled with that idea too. Your point that you made about trying to be different for the sake of being different, but then it's all becoming crazy because you're trying to rebel against the system, but in turn, the system is saying, you know, Pinterest and all this sort of stuff saying, hey, this is how you have a hipster boho wedding, but then everyone else is having a hipster boho wedding, so it's no different. It's a real conundrum. And I did speak, actually, the last week I had um, Britt from popupwed.co. She's an Australian um, wedding planner, and she made the same point. She said she wants to be the Pinterest police. And I think one of the quotes that she, she actually sort of said on the show that really stayed with me is that we're obsessed with having a, a perfect wedding day, a perfect perfectly fashionable sort of event when none of us are perfect and what we should be doing is celebrating our imperfections and how kooky and weird we all are in our own way even if you might not say I'm kooky and weird we all have our own story to tell and we all have our own theme and desires and experiences that we can put into that day so to me Isabel the biggest thing you can do to rebel against it all looking the same is truly looking at what makes you guys different and what makes you as a couple unique. Maybe it's it's something, a hobby that you have. Maybe it's uh, something you've read or a TV show even. And I know some people would cringe, but to me, I have been a writer and a performer on television for many years. And to be honest, TV, for me, I, I wrote a whole stand-up show about being an only child and how TV was sort of my third parent. I'm a child of the 80s where it was one of those things to go, just sit your kid in front of the TV. They'll learn. <laughs> They'll be entertained. And it's like a child mining service. So for me, television and storytelling has been a huge part of my life. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not saying I had a real housewives wedding. But we used Jerry Seinfeld quotes and Woody Allen quotes in our wedding ceremony. And... Yeah, it wasn't hokey-dokey, lovey, love town in our, well, it was, we're very much in love, don't get me wrong, but it, they weren't necessarily the standard quotes that you would be finding on websites that say, our love is eternal and blah, blah, blah. It just wasn't our vibe. If we had put that shit in our wedding ceremony, people would be looking at us going, what are you doing? It is not Alicia and Richard. So, Isabel, I think you need to just... God, I was going to say, look inside yourself. Does that sound a little woo-woo? Just check out what's different about you. I feel from the vibe in your email, you know what that is, and you seem like a really sassy broad. So that's my first point. Isabel continues her wonderful email by saying, 
So that's, she says, that's what I'm struggling with. And then a few days ago, I just found out I'm pregnant. I'll be four months pregnant at my wedding, assuming there are no complications. My first real feeling was how my pictures will be ruined and I can't drink and enjoy my dance party. I realize in part what I'm coming up against is the shaming of sexual women. And I feel we are still frowned upon the idea of having a pregnant bride at a wedding. So I'd love advice and tips on how I can make my baby to be a celebration at the wedding and not some secret to be hidden under a big puffy dress. Love, Isabel. Now, this isn't an unusual situation, Isabel. I know heaps of pregnant brides, and I agree with you. There is this shitty stigma that we still have, and I'm sure it's attached to uh, religion, and it's attached to this idea that we shan't get pregnant before getting married. Now, to be honest, how many of you out there have kids? I reckon a lot of you. I've got heaps of friends that got married after having children. And actually, it was really nice because those kids could be at the wedding and have witnessed their parents saying we love each other. So I don't have a personal problem with that at all. And I think you need to embrace it. Isabel, there are so many wonderful designers. And when it comes to wedding dresses in particular, you should embrace the bump. I think of um, Lily Allen got married when she was pregnant and she had the most gorgeous, I think it was Chanel. I'll have to look this up. I think it's Karl Lagerfeld designed her dress and she really had this sort of lovely accentuation of this baby. And and I, if you've read anything about Lily Allen, the singer, if you've never heard of her, she's fab, she's English, she's amazing. And Lily has been a big advocate, unfortunately, very sadly. She'd lost a couple of babies in the past and it was a really, obviously, a big thing for them to be pregnant. And I saw this as a way, the way she, she dressed and, and celebrated with embracing the pregnancy was just, I, I, I found it really touching. And I don't know this person. I don't know. I'm just a person talking about celebrity, but I thought it was quite touching to see how they included her pregnancy in, um, what we were, what we were shown, the public was shown. Anyway, I wasn't there on the day. I couldn't tell you, but it seemed like a really nice thing for her to, as them, as a couple to embrace. And I think that's what you need to do, Isabel. Here's the thing. The best thing about weddings, as we all know, is that you'll be inviting all of your nearest and dearest to come and celebrate with you. And what better way to celebrate the new life that you are lugging around with you? I say that with kindness knowing lots of lovely pregnant friends at the moment going, let's make this finish soon. It's pretty full on. Uh, you can celebrate this wonderful new person that's going to be joining your union. So I say embrace it. I say wear a sassy tight dress, show off that bump. Yeah, you probably won't be getting hammered. Fine. I still, I'm not a doctor. I'm sure you can cheers with some champagne and have a couple of sips. No problem. Don't send me angry emails for saying that. Also, you can rock on and have a great dance. You know, pregnant women can move. You can enjoy this. I don't think you should see this as a a problem or see this as an issue. It's one of those situations where you are writing from a feminist perspective, which I am completely on the same wavelength as you. I think you need to go into this and have a cracking good time. Show it off and own it. 
I wish you so the best for your baby, for your marriage, for your dance party. It's going to be amazing. And I can't thank you enough for getting in touch and sharing your story and asking the question on the Save the Date podcast. And also, if you go to the show notes today, as I've mentioned, I've got a couple of dresses that I've found that I would just say, hey, here's some cool dresses to look at if you're preg. Next question coming up on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast comes from a lovely listener called Sarah. She emailed me and she says, your wedding podcast is the best in capitals. Gosh, I love a capital. It's been such a help as I've been planning my wedding in just four and a half months. The Hitched in a Hurry book and the podcast was extra helpful. I'm so glad to receive that feedback, Sarah. And Carly Kiker, the author of Hitch in a Hurry, I've forwarded this message to her too. I'm sure she's very grateful for that. If you haven't heard that episode and you are under the pump planning a wedding in a limited time, I do recommend it. Carly wrote this amazing book called Hitch in a Hurry. And it's basically about planning a wedding in a very short part time period. And what I do love about that book is perhaps you don't want to spend one year planning a wedding. Perhaps you're not getting hitched in a hurry, but you're just like, listen, I've got other stuff to do with my life. I don't want to plan a wedding in a year. It's a great resource to just cut the tasks down to look at what exactly you need to do at what time and to get stuff done. So I'm Sarah. Thank you very much for that positive feedback. I really appreciate it. Sarah says, I have a question about etiquette when it comes to siblings of the bride and groom. My fiancé and I both agree to have our brothers and sisters to be a part of our wedding, his sister and my brother. This was great (laughs) until, can you feel an until coming along? I love it. The bachelor and bachelorette party started coming up. Now, my fiancé doesn't want my brother to be there because they don't really know each other. He's an older brother. It could be really awkward etc., which I feel is completely understandable. But because our siblings are both in our wedding party, is it rude to exclude them from the bachelor and bachelorette parties? I don't want them to feel left out, but we're not comfortable with them being there. We included them in the wedding party because we wanted them to be standing there with us when we're getting married. But the bachelor and bachelorette parties feel different. I suggested we just talk to them and explain the situation, but my fiancé feels that we could be more rude explaining how they're not going to be included. I don't know what to do. What is the etiquette in this? Is there a graceful way to have them stand with us but not attend the parties? Is there an exception that the siblings should be invited to the bachelorette parties and bachelor parties even if the bride and groom doesn't know them very well? Should we just suck it up and have them attend? Thank you for any ideas you have. Now, Sarah, here's the thing. I'm really against the invitation. I think once you've put something out there, it's really hard to uninvite someone to it. Now, saying this, if your siblings are a bit older and perhaps don't know your friends, one way to look at this situation is they may not want to be coming to the bachelor and bachelorette parties anyway. So it's one option is just to say, hey, guys, do you want to pop along even for a couple of drinks at the beginning of the night before shit gets crazy? And they might be going, oh, phew, that's all I really want to do. So if you are inviting them, which I do think is part of the deal, And it can be really uncomfortable when you perhaps, I I mean, I don't know what you're planning to do. What uh, what is it about these parties that having the siblings there, you know, might be uncomfortable? I 
don't know you personally, Sarah. I'm thinking there's not going to get too raucous and crazy. Maybe it is. No judgment. Do whatever you want. But perhaps, you know, deep down, they don't want to be staying out until 2am or later or earlier. Maybe they'll just come along for a couple of drinks and chuff off at the end of the night. Who knows? The other thing is, you can be honest. I agree. Honesty is the best policy. For my experience, if you're open with them and just say, this is going to be crazy or we don't think it's really your bag, they might say, thank you very much. I agree. They also might say, hey, we really want to get to know your friends. And it might be a great way to let loose before the wedding and enjoy it. They might really surprise you. I have found some of the best times I've had with family members who I you know, obviously know as family members. You have a couple of drinks, everyone loosens up, you get to learn a lot more about them and I feel closer at it. I'm not saying that you have to have a lot of booze to get to know people, but these situations loosen people up, they lighten people up. You may get to see a whole different side and your fiancé might get to see a whole different side to your brother and his relatives as well when they're involved in these situations. Only you know how your family will react to this sort of announcement. So I do think you need to be very aware of feelings and not make them feel like the old saying, is it an old saying, spare dick at a wedding, just to have someone that's there for the sake of it saying, oh, you're my brother, so I need you standing up there. You don't want them to feel like you're just saying, be a part of this because we're related. I don't think that's very cool. I think you need to be very aware of their feelings, but also just float it, be honest. I think that's the best thing. That's what my gut's saying, Sarah. You both be honest. Now, guys, I think we've said this before, and I think my guests have said this before. Some guys really struggle being open, and some guys will be have their feelings hurt and not mention it until 23 years later when they've had a couple of drinks and gone, by the way, when you didn't invite me to that bachelor party, it shattered my feelings. I've held on to this deep-seated sorrow for all these years, whereas chicks will just go, hey, you know, last week when you didn't invite me to the bachelorette party, shit, I am devastated. Let's sort this out in so many terms. So, Sarah, again, honesty, openness, let's do this. Hopefully, if you don't want them to come along, maybe they might just say we don't want to be there. I don't know. That's my advice to you. Thank you so much for listening and writing and taking the time. I wish you all the best. And remember, as Josh Withers said in a very recent podcast, when he was a guest, someone had also written with a bachelorette question. He's a celebrant. He, you know, organizes a lot of weddings. He said the bachelorette party and the bachelor party is just one night. And often, especially from the feedback I've received, a lot of the times they're a bit like New Year's Eve. You put so much emphasis on having the best hangover movie style night of your life and sometimes they can be pretty disappointing. So I think there seems to be a lot of emphasis on it being some sort of crazy shit night where everyone buys new outfits and they all have different cocktails they've never had before and they're strippers and they go overseas and they spend a lot of money and things go crazy. But sometimes... The best nights just happen when they're low-key and there isn't too much pressure being put on them. So that's my answer to you, Sarah. As we say in the Australian acting industry, look this one up, chookers. It's another way to say good luck or break a leg. Use that one. Add that one to your vocab. I really try and keep this podcast diverse, and that's why in the coming weeks I have an interview with an Olympian 
Yes, and it's a he's a man. I was going to say it's a man. He's a man. Blake Scalarup is an a New Zealand Olympic short speed skater. Gosh, Blake, I hope I've got that right. He's amazing. He is planning his very own wedding to his lovely partner Saul. I'm talking about same sex weddings and also about vendor discrimination. Now, a lot of straighty couples out there would probably never think about the fact that. Some vendors out there do not want to serve or look after our gay friends. And that really gives me the shits. I think it's a bizarro uh, trend. I hate using that word at the moment. We're seeing a lot of quite um, vocal wedding vendors. Sure, you don't have to serve people if you don't want. But this publicity that's surrounding this sort of discrimination where they won't sell a gay couple a cake or we have to talk about gay-friendly areas because people will be discriminated and made to feel bad makes me really sad. So we'll be talking about that. I also have a wonderful interview with a lovely lady called Ginger. Now, she has a website called Girls Just Want to Have Funds, which is the coolest website name ever. Love it. And her whole jive is trying to empower women to be better with their cash to think about the future and and you know she it's really fun you go on the website and her blog posts are really enjoyable like i giggle a lot reading them but also they really put my ass into gear when it comes to thinking about money and thinking about the future and i had this sort of great chat with her where we talked about entering into a marriage and entering into a new relationship when you are, maybe you've only been with your partner for a year or six months. Maybe you've been together for 13 years. We talk all about uniting two people and they're two often very different ways of thinking about money. And I know a lot of you are going, yeah, Alicia, my husband or my fiance, future husband, he has a very different attitude to credit cards than I do. Or I have always been taught to save and my partner is really shit with money and spends money and doesn't keep track of it. Or vice versa. Maybe you are really, you know, like I used to be and can still be a little bit vague with my spending habits. And, you know, I got with Rich and he was brought up in a way and is very maths minded. I'm a lot more artsy, as you can tell. I'm a lot more sort of free thinking and optimistic about money will eventually arrive in my bank account. Whereas Rich is a lot more firm on the idea of going, hey, we probably should keep track of that. If we want to go on the holiday later in the year, we have to have the money to pay for it. So I had a big chat with Ginger about... Getting our ideas in line when we're planning a wedding, not only about wedding finances, but also after the wedding and about how to perhaps adjust our communication to be on the same wavelength because a lot of fights, and again, I hope you you know, are honest with yourself, a lot of arguments within relationships happen around cash, the lack of cash, how we spend cash, how we get into debt and how we discuss it. And a lot of us are not comfortable because we haven't been brought up in, in sort of mindset to be discussing money. It's sometimes something that families don't talk about in the open. And I'm not saying you have to discuss your cash situation with your kids, but also it's really important to educate children and teenagers about finances, not just about maths. So very excited to be bringing you those episodes. Also coming up, Destination Weddings. I sing it because I'm jealous of all the people that are planning wonderful uh, destination weddings 
currently I do receive quite a few emails from people asking about booking things from afar. So I am interviewing two lovely representatives of DestinationWeddings.com. They're coming up talking about what you need to do to get your stuff in order to have a wonderful destination wedding. All that and more coming up on the Save the Date wedding podcast. Please do contact me with any questions. Follow me on the social medias. Again, if you would like to participate in my short listener survey and be in the running to win that wonderful beauty prize pack and also just help me out, I would very much appreciate it. Visit savethedatepodcast.com. You'll see a little uh, a little bar. What's it called? A button is the correct terminology. It is on the right-hand side of the website. You'll see it says episodes iTunes where you can subscribe if you haven't already and uh, it'll say survey. So if you visit that, hit the button, it'll go to the survey and I will announce the winner on the Facebook page next week. Thank you so much again for listening. Until next time, happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.